Hello, welcome back to Imperfectly Perfect Live. I am Trainice McNeil. I'm your host for the evening. It's a pleasure to be back before you guys another week, another week, guys. We're, we are at the end of November. We are at the end of November, which November, which means we have exactly 32 days left, 32 days left for the rest of this year. I don't know about you, but I'm excited for the rest of this year. I'm excited for what God is doing and the transformation that will take place before 2022 gets here and whatever it is that God is leading you to do to get done in this in 2021, make sure that you are doing just that. Um, God is doing mightily things just because this year is almost over doesn't mean that God is finished with this year yet. So don't count this year out if you still believe in God. I believe um, my dear sister Nikita put up a post earlier, which is saying, listen, there are, it, this, the 2021 is not over yet. So whatever it is that God has promised you in this year, do not count God out. Do not count God out. Why? Because God comes and he changes things around late in the midnight hour. God will turn it around for you. So that's a little, um, a little pause and just a hug in there just to continue to have faith that God will come through for you because that's who he is. He's a provider. He's a way maker. He's a redeemer. He's a strong tower. I mean, there's so many names that you can give God and just to have an understanding of who God is and how his love has been towards us and continue to be towards us, which is what we're going to get into tonight because God has placed on my heart just to focus more on um, love and get a better understanding of us being love because I know I did a series on love languages, but God wanted me to do the affirmation, I am love, because a lot of people don't feel like they're love. And when we truly understand God's love for us, then we will understand and appreciate and know for sure that we are love. So let's say a word of prayer. We're going to get into a quick review of what we talked about last week on our podcast. And then we're going to get into, in, into tonight's topic. So there and Father God, we just thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. Thank you, first and foremost, Father God, for who you are and who you continue to be. And not just in my life, but in everybody's life that is watching, that God and listening right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I ask that God that you would decrease me, Father, and increase heavily throughout this podcast, Father. And that whatever, whatever I say it out of my mouth, that Father will only come from you, Holy Spirit. God, I thank you, Father, for God, for penetrating the hearts of the people that are watching and listening in the name of Jesus. God, may their hearts not be hard and many ears, God, not shut their Father, may they truly take heed to what you have to say, Father. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that by the end of this podcast, God, that they will feel empowered, God, and feel loved that God by you in the name of Jesus and get a better better understanding of what it means to be loved in the name of Jesus. Father, God, I come against distractions. I come against every hindering spirit that tries to block your perfect will from being done throughout this podcast, Father. Holy Spirit, I come against every technical difficulty may try to uh, arise to God throughout this podcast. Father, thank you, God, that everything, God, will go according to your plan and your perfect will. And Father, most importantly, may you get all the glory, honor, and praise that is due to your name. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. All right, guys, welcome to all of my followers on Instagram and on Facebook. We are on Facebook Live as far as our Facebook page. I am at Perfectly Perfect Incorporated. God let me to start doing it live on this page. So share this, share this live so that others know that we are live on this page versus my personal Facebook page. Um, it's important that everybody knows where um, to watch this podcast. So Let's get into a quick review of what we have been talking about in this series, which is called I Am. I Am. We've been talking about um, I Am series. And in the beginning of it, God wanted me to explain to you and to teach you who God is. And I Am is God's self-proclaimed proclaimed name. And just to give you a background on what I Am means, it is I, the word is used by a speaker to refer to himself or herself. And when you are saying am, it refers to your first person singular present indicative of be, which means you're talking about your present tense. You're not talking about your past. You're not talking about your future. So if you say I am love, you mean that I'm talking about who I am, that who I am today am love. And when you say it tomorrow, I am love tomorrow. 
but you're focused on your present self, not your past and not your future. Because sometimes we get so focused on our past that we stunt our, our present. And then we get so focused on our future that we that we forget that, that there are things that need to be done in our present that will affect our future. So let's focus on our present self. Last time we came together, we were talking about the topic of I am imperfectly perfect. And I broke down the word and imperfectly perfectly means in a way that contains faults or mistakes, not completely or perfectly. And the definition I use for perfect, use one of them um, to go over tonight is it means improve, refine, to free from moral imperfection, elevate, to improve or perfect uh, perfect by pruning or polishing. So we put it all together. We talked about how we are perfected. We are perfected through Christ. Will we ever be perfect? No, but we are perfected through Christ. And the scriptures that I use was Philippians 4:13 and 2 Corinthians chapter 12 or 8 through 10 in the Amplified Version. And then we went into keys to maintaining an imperfectly perfect lifestyle. Number one, we discussed giving up things that are pleasing to our flesh. How many know that that is not an easy thing to do? But when it comes to pleasing God, when it comes to living an imperfectly perfect lifestyle, it's important that we are willing to surrender, that we're willing to give up things that are not, that are not um, pleasing to our spirit. And not pleasing to God, first and foremost. Number two, we talked about um, it allow our minds to be renewed daily. Renew means focus on godly matters. Number three, we talked about endure, suffer. Suffer patiently. Suffer patiently. Number four, we talked about repentance. Repentance is important. Repentance means that you're going to be remorseful and sorry for your wrongdoings. And make the decision to not go back and do the same thing again, which calls for a lifestyle change. And number five, we said that keep going even when you make mistakes. That is such a big one. A lot of times when we make our make mistakes, we allow ourselves to stay at a certain level to allow it to stunt our growth because we're so focused on what we did instead of allowing ourselves to use that as a teaching moment, which God allows to happen. God allows us to make mistakes and say, okay, he shows us that one, we're not perfect. And then two, that we have to depend on him. And then he teaches us what to do better. And then guess what? We have to move forward. So those are the, the five thing, key points that I talked about last week concerning the topic of I am imperfectly perfect. But tonight, we're getting to the topic of I am love. Hi, Pastor Pratt. I hope you're enjoying your vacation. The topic of I am loved. I am loved. What does love mean? What does love mean? Love is held in deep affection, cherished. When you say that you are loved, that means you are held in deep affection or you are cherished by someone. When I think about the word cherished, I think about a gem. I think about um, rare, rare stones such as diamonds and rubies and um, amethysts and um it's just just the different ones and uh, the different sapphire, emeralds. Just think about those different gems that are hard to a black diamond that is hard to come by, a pearl that takes a long time for it to even form in an oyster. Rare stones cherished. So if you are loved, that means that is ooh saraba that you are rare. That you are that you are precious. That you will be um, handled with care. That when you are in somebody's possession, when you are in somebody's presence, they will handle you with care. Why? Because you are cherished. There will be a, there will never be another person like you. You are unique. You're beautifully and wonderfully made. You are loved. And the other definition is the fatherly concern of God for humankind. And we're going to get deeper into that tonight. 
talking about God's love for us because there is no love like God's love. There is no love like God's love. So why is God's love important? God is love. We learned that in our love language series, love languages series. If you follow this platform, we talked about that. But listen, at, sometimes it's, it's good to go over things again because we forget or we just, you know, don't understand in that moment. But it's good to go over it again. God is love. So First John four sixteen in the Amplified version. It says, we have come to know by personal observation and experience and have believed with deep, consistent faith the love which God has for us. God is love. And the one who abides in love abides in God, and God abides continually in him. What is abiding? It means to connect, to draw near. How do you draw near to God? You draw near to God with worship, with prayer, with praise. Spending that time in God's presence is what abide means, to be connected to him. But the most important thing it says in, in the scripture is that God is love. So when you say the word love, you're talking about God. You're talking about God. So we have to be careful what we say that we love because God is love. So whatever we're saying that, we're, that we love and it's not of God, that's not it. You can't say that you love something and it's not in God's will. Because God is love. God is love. What we need to understand, we must understand God's unconditional love for us to know that we are loved. There are so many people, and this is there to me because there, I feel like there are so many people that are reacting and have um, misbehaviors because they don't feel like they're loved. You have people that are murdering people. You have people that are committing suicide. You have people that are stealing, that are, um, that are chastising other people, that are uh, talking about others that are jealous of others because they don't feel loved. But if we truly understand God's unconditional love, and just to put this even in there, that God's love is so unconditional for us that we will never fully understand his love because as human beings, we are, we are flesh. And our love is it's temporary it's very fickle but god's love is consistent because we can we can um we can one minute like somebody and be real cool with the person and in the next minute we're not cool with them no more and what god is teaching us is that even if you're not cool with the person doesn't mean that you shouldn't love them anymore. And that's why we have to consider who God is. And if we are God's children, we have to love others as we love ourselves, getting ahead of myself. But we have to love others as we love ourselves. We have to love others as God loves us. As God loves us, we have to love others as God loves us. The fact that Christ, Jesus Christ, died for us proves God's love for us. The fact that God sent his only begotten son to die on the cross for us proves that God loves us. Let's go to Romans chapter 5, verse 8 in the Amplified Version. It says, but God clearly shows and proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us while we were still in sin. God sent his only son, begotten son to die for us. 
And in John chapter 3, verse 16, in the Amplified Version, a very familiar scripture, it says, For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave his one and only begotten Son, so that whoever believes and trusts in him as Savior shall not perish, but have eternal life. God loved us. It said, what I love about the Amplified Version is it, it says that God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world. God cherished us. God cherished us enough that even while we were yet in sin, he sent his only begotten son to die on a cross for us to pay the price for our sins so that we would not, ooh, that we would not have to pay the price for it. God thought about us. And even though we don't show God the love that he shows us, yet and still, God thought about us. Because he loves us that much. He loves us that much. So what I want to get into tonight is just some things that we will begin to do if we understand that we are loved by God. When we understand that we are loved by God, number one, God's love is enough. God's love will be enough for us. And this and just to explain this is that thinking about somebody who chooses to stay in a an abusive relationship and they call that love. Why? And people will probably be like, oh, well, I don't understand why they stayed in that relationship and I don't understand why they continue to deal with that abuse, whether it's physical, physical, sexual, verbal abuse, whatever abuse it is. The fact that they stay in a relationship because they believe that that's what love is. They don't have a true understanding of who God is and who the fact that God is love and the fact that God's love for us is unconditional. God's love is not hitting us upside of the head. God's love is not um, bringing us down and, and tolling us out of our name. That is not love. But God's in the word of God, it says that you don't know how to love and you don't know what love is because you don't know him. When we don't know who God is, we won't know what true love is. And you won't know how to be loved. You won't know how you should be treated, how you should be cherished, how you should be loved on. Because you don't know who God is. And when you understand what, what, what how precious God's love is, God's love will be enough. Meaning that if it means that you won't be in a relationship, for a while because they don't deserve you because they don't know how to love you how like your heavenly father loves you if you are in a relationship if you are in a friendship if you are at a workplace and they don't value who you are you gotta go get out of it Our expectation should be high. Why? Because God set the bar high for us. He sacrificed his only begotten son for you and me to, 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 oh my gosh. A wretch like you and me, we were yet still in sin. And God thought about us. So if a person cannot cherish us like God does, then you should separate yourself from that and be and realize and, and be confident in knowing that God's love is enough. That if I have to go and be in a season of being by myself, but not alone because God is with you, but if I had to be by myself with God in a season, then be okay with it. Why? Because God's love is enough. 
In 1 John 3, verse 1 in the Amplified Version, it says, See what an incredible quality of love the Father has shown to us, that he would be permitted to be named and called and counted the children of God. That we would be, I'm sorry, that we would be um, permitted to be named and called and counted the children of God. And so we are. For this reason, the world does not know us because it did not know them. You see, my God. They can't possibly cherish you. They can't possibly respect you if they don't know who God is. It says, for this reason, the world does not know us because it did not know him. If they don't know God, if they don't know God, then they won't possibly know you because we are who? Children of God. We are children of God. If you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are heir to God's throne. You are a child of God. God's love is unconditional. God's love is not like any other. God's love is rare. God's love is precious. We need to appreciate God's love for us. And sometimes we we look down on it or we don't fully grasp it and, and we just like, oh, okay. And, and we truly just look past God's love because we, we think about everything else. And sometimes we take God's love for granted because God's love is, that's the word I was looking for. Because God's love is unconditional, we take God's love for granted. Meaning that we will do whatever we want to do. That when, when God tells us to do something, say, oh, okay, God, I'll get to that tomorrow. Oh, okay, God, I'm I'm going to give later on because I, I, I need to hold on to this money. Instead of putting our faith and trust in God, we say, Lord, we put more love into and materialistic things, more love into um, our house and more love into people and more love into everything before God because we take God's love for granted. Hey, Courtney, because we're taking God's love for granted. We need to understand and realize that God's love is enough for us. Because when we recognize that God's love is enough for us, we won't just take any old thing. We won't just allow anybody to treat us um, um, a certain way. We won't just just handle, just allow anything just to just run by us. No. If my heavenly father doesn't treat me that way, then I won't allow you to do so. Did we go out and curse them out? No, we do not. Don't misconstrue my words. But we operate in love and say, listen, show them the way. Be the light. Show them and lead by example of how we are supposed to act, of how we are supposed to uh, walk in godly character. Because there are people that that um, misbehave and that um, operate out of their flesh because they don't know what love is. They don't um, understand how it, it feels to be loved. Therefore, they do everything they can to get attention and to get the wrong attention. To get the wrong attention, they lie, they cheat, they steal, they alter their bodies, they they do all these things. They they um pick up bad habits to get other people's attention, and they make all of these videos on TikTok and on Instagram Live and all these things to get attention from people that don't even know them. People that don't even know them. Because they don't feel like they're love. What are they missing? A relationship with Christ. A relationship with our Heavenly Father. The one who created us. The one who made us. Who made us beautifully and wonderfully made. Searching for love in all the wrong places. When God says, here I am. I have unconditional love for you. I cherish you. You're trying to get love from people that don't even cherish who you are. I created you. 
Do you not understand that you are already loved, that you don't have to um, um, dumb down yourself for the sake of people that will not even cherish who you are, who God created you to be? You don't have to do that. It breaks my heart when I see so many people that allow themselves to stay in a relationship and allow themselves to talk bad about themselves and allow themselves to stay stuck because they don't feel loved because they don't feel appreciated because they don't have that relationship with Christ that is needed. So we're going to get more into this tonight. When we understand that we are loved by God, we said, number one, God's love is enough. Number two, we will be fearless. When we understand that we are loved by God, we will be fearless. There will be nothing that we will be afraid of. We will have the fear of God, yes. Because we respect God and we honor him. But nothing, nothing would phase us. Why? Because we trust God. We know that God loves us. We know that God will be there for us. That that whatever it is that we need, we rely on him. We abide in him. We trust in him. We will be fearless. In 1 John 4. 1 John 4, verse 18, it says in the Amplified Version, there is no fear in love. Dread does not exist, but perfect, complete, full-grown love drives out fear because fear involves the expectation of divine punishment. So the one who was afraid of God's judgment is not perfected in love, has not grown into a sufficient understanding of God's love. Whoo, my God. I got to read that again. There is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. But perfect, complete, full-grown love drives out fear because fear involves the expectation of divine punishment. So the one who was afraid of God's judgment is not perfected in love, has not grown into a sufficient understanding of love, God's love. If you're walking around with the spirit of fear, you can't possibly know and understand God's love for you. You're walking around in fear when God says he made us fearfully and wonderfully made. He made us to live out of the word of, says, the word of God says that we should not have the spirit of fear, but a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. So God says that in his word. Why are we walking around with fear? Should we should we walk around and just <laughs> I'm laughing, but I mean, should we just you know walk in front of a, a bear or walk in front of danger? No. Should we put ourselves in harm's way? No. But should we walk in fear where it needs to be that if this today was our last day here on earth? That we wouldn't, that we would have confidence in knowing that we will be with our seated with our heavenly Father, that we will be in heavenly places with Him. Am I saying that I'm ready to go now? No, because I believe that it's still work for me to do. But if God chose to take me away today, I'm confident in knowing that I will be with Him. That's walking fearlessly. I'm not afraid to die. I'm not going to allow the enemy because when you're afraid to die, you just say, oh my gosh, everything that attacks you, you're just walking around like, no, you don't want to receive COVID. No, you want to get sick. No, you don't want those things to come upon you. However, if they were to happen, you know, you trust God that he will heal you. Trust God for his deliverance. Trust God for his protection. Trust God because we believe in who, how powerful God is. So there's no reason for us to fear. When we know who our father is, why should we operate in fear? 
when we know that God is a healer, when we know that God is a strong tower, when we know that God is our present help, when we know that God is our keeper, that God is our way maker, that God is our, um, that God is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, when we know who God is, we will not operate in fear. Like, I know who my father is. Nothing that the enemy can say should be able to move us because we know who God is. And God, our heavenly father, loves us unconditionally. So be fearless. Number three, when we understand that we are loved by God, we will have the ability to love others selflessly. We would have the ability to love others selflessly, meaning that if God told us to give to somebody that is on the streets or even somebody that we may not even like, that we would go beyond ourselves and be obedient to God because obedience is better than sacrifice. In 1 John 4, verse 19, through 21 in the Amplified Version, it says, we love because he first loved us. If anyone says I love God and hates works against his Christian brother, he is a liar. For the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him that the one who loves God shall also unselfishly love his brother and seek the best for him. You may not like somebody because maybe, and it's not meant for you to be friends with everybody. Your personality just may clash. But like and love is two different things. God requires us to love others. God requires us to love others. It's not an option. If we say that we love God, I mean, that's what the word says, right? If we say that we love God, it says in the verse 20 of 1 John 4, if anyone says I love God and hates works against his Christian brother, he is a liar. God says that you cannot possibly love your brother who, who you actually are able to see with your two eyes naturally and say that you actually love God whom you cannot see naturally. God says that makes no sense whatsoever. We have to be able to love others, to show godly love to others. Unselfishly. That whatever it is that God leads us to do, be able to give, be able to pray for someone, be able, because what I love, it says, going back to that scripture, it says in verse 21, it says, in this commandment we have from him, that the one who loves God shall also, also unselfishly love his brother and seek the best for him. That if it was there, if you guys, both guys the same, say if you got the same word and maybe it was something similar, that both of you guys were going to be entrepreneurs. And what if that person that you may not necessarily like and you may not necessarily bang with, they were blessed with a business before you? Were you walk around in jealousy because, because it was their timing before yours came up? Or will you truly wish the best for them or not wish or, or truly pray for them that God will continue to allow their business to flourish? Or will you allow yourself to operate in selfishness and jealousy and envy? We have to have the ability to love others selflessly. Number four. We will be able to endure. We talked about endurance last week. Be able to endure. And endure and going back to that definition that I have for you guys last week. Endure is suffer patiently. Be able to suffer patiently. 
God is requiring when you walk truly walk for Christ, there are going to be some trials and some tribulations that you're going to be faced with that God is going to cause for you to endure, to suffer patiently, suffer without complaining. Are you going to be able to do it? Hi, Nia. Are you going to be able to do that? Will you truly understand God's love for you? Yes. You'll be able to endure. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. My next few points are coming from this. Verse 4, Amplified Version. It says, love endures with patience and serenity. Love endures with patience and serenity. Serenity is, is a synonym for peace. To be able to have peace in, in your endurance, to know that even in the midst of my trials and tribulations, I am confident that the fact that God loves me, that I'm going to be okay, that I'm going to get through this trial, that I'm going to pass this test because God's love is unconditional for me. That God would never allow me to go to uh, go through this if he did not think that I would be able to endure. Because we also learned last week that endurance produces perseverance and it also produces spiritual maturity. That every test, trial, and tribulation that you are facing, when you pass that test, it causes you to be spiritually mature because whatever you were faced with before and God gave you the strategies and gave you um, the tools to be able to how to handle that situation. So when you are faced with something that is similar, you already know how to handle it. You already know what to pray for. You already know how to go about the situation. So you're not moved. You're not dismayed by what's happening to you. So what the enemy tried before it's not going to work. It's not going to work this time because God has equipped you. God has prepared you for this. You are becoming spiritually mature. Number five, when we understand God's love for us, we will not be jealous of others. Going back to 1 John 13, I'm not 1st John, sorry. 1st Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. Continuing the scripture, it says, love is kind and thoughtful and is not jealous or envious. It's no need to be jealous about anybody's blessings, about anybody's manifest, the manifestations that God has placed in their life to take place. Because God has something um, just, for, just for you. God has promised you something. And it's up to you when God has given you a word, when God has given you a promise, it's for your responsibility to make sure that you travail over that, to make sure that you do not allow that promise to, to pass you by. Because when God gives it to you, you have to do the necessary work to, to see if to fruition. God wants to see how bad you want it. God wants to see if you're going to be obedient. God wants to see if you're actually going to put in the work. So you can't be jealous of somebody else's blessings because you don't know how long it took for them to get there. You don't know what it took, what God had to um, to take them through and, and what, what people they had to endure and, and what trial and tribulation they had to face and maybe some financial hardships they had to face. To get to that point for that promise to be manifested. But yet you're walking around jealous of them. There's no need. Why? Because your time is coming. Your time is coming. It's just not the right season yet. Doesn't mean that God doesn't love you. No, that's not what that means. It just means that it's not time yet. Or... Maybe you are jealous of somebody else's promises that was never promised to you in the first place. Let's talk about that. Stop coveting other people's things that God never said it was supposed to be yours. The only thing you need to be focused on is what God promised you. What did God promise you? 
And whatever he has for you is just for you. No need to be jealous or envious of other people's things. God has something special, something just precious and uniquely just for you. Number six, when we understand that God loves us, we will not be prideful, but be humble. Going back to this scripture, it says love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. You're not going around being bragging about the money that you got. And listen, it's nothing. It's a difference between testifying and bragging. What is the difference? It's the motive behind it. If you are, if God blesses you to be able to have promotion on your job and you go from making um, five figures to six figures on your job, what are you going to do? How are you going to handle that? Or are you going to go to your coworkers and say, yeah, I got that promotion and you still down here and you never going to be this and you never going to be that and y'all can't be me and y'all will never. Do you go to that person and, and brag and, and say, did you forget who blessed you with that? Did you forget who opened the door for you to have that promotion? You forget who gave you the creative ideas to set you in a position for you to be able to receive that promotion? Humble yourself. Have several seats, please. Did you forget? So there's a difference between being prideful and, and bragging versus sharing your testimony, sharing, man, if it wasn't for God, if it wasn't for him opening up the doors, I don't know where would I be. Because when you share the goodness of Jesus Christ and let others know that if it wasn't for God, I wouldn't have none of this. That's taking the attention, bragging. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Bragging brings the attention on yourself. Testifying brings the attention back to God. Who gave you these things in the first place? When you brag, it brings the attention on yourself. So when we understand and, and people that don't feel like they're loved, they do that. Because they feel like they have to go do the most to get attention. They feel like they have to do the most to feel like to be popular, to be seen by others. Why? Because they don't feel like they're loved. But when we understand that we are loved by God, I don't have to be seen. I don't have to have my name on, on a, a front page paper. I don't have to have my name on the marquee. Listen, I can work behind the scenes. Whatever God places me is where I want to be. I don't have to be known by every single person. No, I want God to be known. I want them, when they see me, that they see Christ, not me. That when they mention my name, they will see God. They will see the light that lives in me. My light, let your light so shine amongst men. So may they may know the good works of the Lord. Who sarabaya? I don't care that people know my name. I want them to know God. Who cares that people know your name? When they hear you and when you get in front of God on that judgment day, are you going to be bragging about, oh yeah, I did this, that, and the third? Or are you going to say, Lord, I did this for you, Father. Because God is, listen, he's going to judge it all. He is. He's like, you didn't do that for me. You did that for yourself. So all those things that you're saying that you're doing for him, 
Say you did that for yourself. And all you did was is, is try to place my name on the front of it. But if you take off that sticker under it, your hidden agenda was to get recognition for yourself. Why? Because you don't understand that God loves you unconditionally. And because you don't understand that, pride has got the best of you. So understand that God loves you so that you can operate in humility. So that you can operate in humility. Number six. I'm sorry, that wasn't number six. Number seven. We will not be easily offended, offended, or angered. We will not be easily offended or angered. I know that's right, sissy. Wherever God places me is where I want to be. How many of us have been in a season where it seems like a person can look at you and you think they talking about you? They don't know you from a can of paint. They you in a grocery store and maybe that person is having a bad day and they just happen to look your way. But you just think that they got a problem with you. Easily offended or angered. Instead of you looking at that person and saying, oh, Maybe I just need to pray for them. Pray that they that God would, would change their day and turn their day around. That whatever it is that's troubling their mind, that God will, will touch them, meet them, and meet the need that they, they provide the need that they have. Let us not be so because when you have a recognized, when you realize that you are loved by God, your mindset changes when you realize your love rice and you are not allowing your flesh to get in the way that you're thinking with your spiritual mindset you're looking at things with your spiritual lenses and not allowing your flesh to get the best of you you're not easily offended or angered in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 5, and Amplified Version, it says, <clears throat> It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not provoked, nor overly sensitive and easily angered. If you're finding yourself in a season where it just seems like everything is, a, is a, um, affecting you, it may be time for you to fast. Like, Seriously. It may be time to you for you to fast because that means that what you need to take time to spend more time with God and see, Lord, what is it that maybe happened over these past months, past weeks, past year that I have not faced, that I have not took an assessment of to realize maybe it has affected me more than I thought it would have. And now I'm lashing out on others. Now I'm allowing myself that every time somebody says something I think is about me or I think they're trying to offend me and maybe they were just trying to correct me out of love and instead of me to, uh, realizing they're correcting, they're correcting me out of the love of God, then now I'm taking offense to it because I don't appreciate the love that God has for me. Love is connected. God's love is connected to our our entire behavior, how we operate, how our um how we operate in godly character. It affects us. When we truly understand God's love, it will affect our very being. It will affect our very being. Don't allow yourselves to be easily angered or offended because you don't know whose life God will use you to bless and to sow a seed into. That person that may have had a bad day and may maybe roll their eyes at you. And listen, I'm not going to sit here like I'm perfect because somebody looked at me, rolled their eyes at me. I probably would catch an attitude myself. But you got to learn how to get your flesh under subjection. And say, Lord, 
help me decrease me father and lord let me think selflessly in this moment so that i can pray for them that whatever it is that's troubling their heart whatever it is that's troubling their mind father fix it show them your love god show them that you love them father so they will never be affected by this thing again turn at you see how you flip that thing around how something like that can affect you but if you when you know that you are loved by god it would truly like change the way you think the way you approach situations because you're not looking at things through your flesh yes god's love is connected to our behavior So number seven, again, we will not be easily offended or angered. Number eight, we will be able to have faith and remain steadfast no matter what comes our way. We will be able to have faith and remain steadfast. What is steadfast? Immovable. You won't be shaken. You won't be moved by um, the things that comes your way. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 7 in Amplified, it says, love bears all things, regardless of what comes, believes all things, looking for the best in each one, there goes that again, hopes all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times, endures all things, there goes endure again, without weakening. You will not be shaken, you will not be moved. Then no matter what trials and tribulation will come your way, if God told you that God, that God, he will come through, then you believe just that. Why? Because God's love never fails. <laughs> God's love never fails. He's not a man that he can lie. So if we truly understand who God's, God is and his love for us, when God says he's going to do something, we believe it. We're not moved by what's happening around us. When the pandemic happened and people were fretting, and I'm, and I'm not going to sit here and act like I didn't have a moment. And I say moment where I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm doing, lost my job and I'm going to pay this. But when you understand God's love for you, those that truly understand who God is in their lives, yeah, and our fleshly bodies and our fleshly beings, yeah, we had a moment of, Wow, what I'm going to do. But then instead of staying in that, we went to God in prayer and say, Lord, I don't know what you're doing. But Father, you know what situation I'm in. You know that I don't have a job. You know I have bills to pay. So Father, I need you to show me. Show me how to handle this, Father. Show me what to do. Because you turn, woo, something like that can turn and, and you go and you start worrying, you start complaining, you go into a, a depression um, depression state. But when you go to God and say, Lord, my father, my provider, my way maker, God, I need you to turn this thing around for me and show me the way. You see how the fact that you know that God loves you and that he will never put more in you than you could bear. You depend on him. You draw near to God. You abide in him. Why? Because God abides in us. Have faith and remain steadfast no matter what comes our way. And lastly, number nine, nothing will ever be able to separate us from God. Nothing will be ever be able to separate us from God. Not people, not money, not trials, not tribulations, nothing, not family, nothing, not yourself will be able to separate you from God. Why? Because you know that God loves you, that God sacrifices life, that he sacrifices only son. He sent them down to make a sacrifice for you and me. Knowing all the things that we think, knowing all the things that we do, even before we perform into our mother's womb, he thought about us. 
What kind of love is that? Consistent love, unconditional love, precious, cherished love, only love that God can give us. Not even men. Men can give us that type of love. They can strive for it, but no love will ever compare to God's love. In Romans chapter 8, verse 35 through 39 in the Amplified Version, it says, Who shall ever separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Just as it is written and forever remains written. For your sake, we are put to death all day long. We are regarded as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors in game and overwhelming victory through him who loved us so much that he died for us. For I am convinced and continue to be convinced beyond any doubt that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present and threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the unlimited, I love that word, unlimited love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Nothing, I repeat, nothing will separate you from the love of God. When you cherish, when you cherish God's love for you, nothing will separate you from God's love. Nobody will be able to convince you that God doesn't love you because God has proved it to you countless times. That word is said unlimited. God's love is unlimited. Meaning that you can't pay the price on it. Meaning that the numbers that you can't even count it. Why? Because it's unlimited. It doesn't have numbers to it. That time and time again, God will continue to love you. That I don't care how many mistakes you make. I don't care what lies you told. God will love you unconditionally. God loves you. In spite of your flaws, in spite of your imperfections, in spite of the thoughts that you have thought already and the the thoughts you will think that are not like him in the future. God loves you in spite of it all. People will never love you like that. Money will never be able to love you like that. God loves you that much. If we, when we understand that, I'm telling you the confidence that you will have Not the arrogance, because again, arrogance is focusing on self. Confidence is focusing it on God. I'm confident in who God, I'm confident in God's love. I'm confident in who God is in my life and who God created me to be. God has created you to be fearfully and wonderfully made. There is no limit to what God can, will, do for you. My God, I pray that everybody is blessed this evening to go over those points again. When we understand that we are loved by God, God's love is enough. We will be fearless. We will have the ability to love others selflessly. We will be able to endure. Number five, we will not be jealous of others. Number six, We will not be prideful, but humble. Number seven, we will not be easily offended or angered. Number eight, we will not be, we will, sorry, we will be able to have faith and remain steadfast no matter what comes our way. And lastly, number nine, nothing will ever be able to separate us from God, from the love of God. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I pray that throughout this podcast that if you didn't have understanding of who God is or even understanding of what love means, that you have a better understanding now and that you will never accept anything less than how God loves you.
You won't ever accept that. You won't ever accept being in an abusive relationship. You won't ever accept anybody calling you out of your name. You won't ever accept anything that is not your worth. Why? Because you understand and you cherish how God loves you. I pray that you are encouraged and uplifted tonight and that you continue to dissect and just truly just take heed to what God has said tonight. And even if you have to go back and watch the video again or even listen to it on our podcast platform, do whatever you need to do. But before you leave this podcast and turn off, turn it off, I want you to say this affirmation with me. I am loved. I am loved. I am loved. The more you say that and the more you stay in God's face, the transformation that would take place in your life, it would change the whole trajectory of how you move, how you operate, because you recognize that you're loved. And can nothing separate you from the love of God. With that being said, I want to offer those who don't know Christ the gift of salvation. If you are watching this and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and you want to have a relationship with God, the word of God says in John 14, verse 6, it said that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man can come unto the Father, which is God, but by him. If you desire to get to God, you have to accept his son, who he sent as an ultimate, as the ultimate sacrifice for our sins, that made a sacrifice for our sins. He loved us that much. If you're ready to make the decision to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I encourage you to say this prayer of salvation with me. Raise your hands and say, Lord God. I realize that I am a sinner and I need you, Jesus, in my life. Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart, be my Lord. And I thank you, Jesus, for saving me, for shedding your blood just for me. Renew my mind, wash me, cleanse me, make me whole. And Jesus, I make the decision to serve you for the rest of my life. Why? Because you love me unconditionally. And I will love you just the same. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer of salvation, welcome into the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. You are a new creature. Behold, all the things that are old are behind you. Behold, all things are new before you. It's time to move forward. To God be the glory. And one last call. For those of you that may have had a relationship with Christ at some point in your life, but whatever has happened over this time that you've allowed yourself to disconnect from the things of God, disconnect from having a relationship with Jesus, God is calling you back home. He's calling you back home to him. And the fact that you're watching, you're listening right now proves that it's not too late. If you still have breath in your body and you can still hear the voice of the Lord, hear him loud and clear. He's calling you back home to him. It doesn't matter what you did. It doesn't matter what you said. If you are in a position and ready to move forward, to repent of your, of your ways and say, Lord, I've surrendered to you for real this time. Jesus, whew, God will wipe the slate clean. And you will have a new, a new start, a fresh start. So I encourage you to say this prayer rededication with me. Say, Lord Jesus, God, I'm so sorry for turning my back on you. I'm so sorry from getting from under your grace and disconnecting from the vine. But Jesus, I realize that I need you back in my life to be my Lord and Savior once again. I ask you to forgive me for everything that I have done wrong. Wash me, cleanse me, make me whole again. Renew my mind again. And Jesus, I make the decision to never turn back to what I did before. 
Show me the way, Jesus. I surrender my life to you for real this time. And I'm moving ahead. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer of rededication, welcome back into the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. God is forgiving you. Now, I encourage you to forgive yourself because the enemy would try to manipulate you and thinking that God won't use you because of your past. But God's strength is made perfect in our weakness. So God loves us in spite of our flaws and our imperfections. And God will make a platform for you to be a blessing to others because God has brought you through and God will use your testimony to be a blessing to other people of how God can do the same for them. Be encouraged and be uplifted tonight in Jesus' name. For those of you who want to keep up with our podcast or anything that we have going on concerning the Imperfectly Perfect community, please follow us on Facebook. I am under I am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated on Facebook or on our Instagram channel. We are I underscore am underscore Imperfectly Perfect. And on our podcast platform, you are able to listen to this podcast and other podcasts that we have available before this on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and so many more. It will be available to you shortly. So I encourage you to stay in tune with everything that we have going on. And I will be speaking on a another podcast, a good friend of mine, and I'll give you more information on that next week. And that will be happening next Friday. So stay tuned with um, anything that I have going on as far as um, being a blessing to other people on other platforms as well. So be uplifted, be encouraged. Make sure that whatever you do, remember to say that I am loved. Don't let anything affect you. Don't let anything separate you from the love of God. Put your trust in him. And I promise you that God will never fail you. So until next time on A Perfectly Perfect Live, I shall see you guys next week. Have a great night.